When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I'm not going to lie. By the time you hear this episode, I've probably seen Black Panther Wakanda forever for a third time, okay? I love this movie. I went twice on opening weekend, once on preview Thursday, and once again on Saturday in another state, but who's asking? I'm probably going to see it again. You know what? I haven't seen it in 3D yet. Maybe I'll check it out in 3D. Maybe I'll drive somewhere and see it in 4D. They said 4D is all the rage. I wouldn't know. We ain't got that here, so don't ask me, okay? You guys, you know when I talk Marvel, there are a few people that I love to talk all things Marvel, all things Avengers, all things mutants, all things Inhumans, all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether it's a show or a movie. And today is no different. I've got one of our favorites, Brandon Good, who's been here many times before, and he's here to talk with me all things Black Panda Wakanda forever how it compares to the first movie, or if it should be compared to the first movie. What we thought about some of the acting performances. Do we think there'll be any nominations in their future and everything else in between? So sit back, grab your phone, scroll down to the bottom of Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star rating and review, and then continue on with this episode. It's your bonus episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you just want some extra insight on the scarlet witch or the marvel cinematic universe well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me Hello, everybody. Welcome to your bonus episode of the week. And you know, I have given y'all exactly one week 
one week to prepare for this episode. I gave y'all time to go see it. If you haven't seen it yet, the movie made $330 million opening weekend worldwide. So I don't know if you weren't in a number of what's going on, but get your life together. Go find Jesus. I don't know what I need to tell you, but you knew this episode was coming. I've been waiting for this movie for since the first one. I'm not going to lie. Since the first one. I love me some Wakanda, okay? And who better... I mean, I I feel like I almost, I have to like one-up myself every time I introduce him. So I don't know if I should call him new uncle or if I should call him uh, Wakanda expert or what. I don't know what I should call him this time. You know, y'all know him, author, he, he everything under the sun. Okay, y'all love the first two episodes that we did together. So I really don't need to introduce him. Y'all know Brandon. Brandon, good, everybody. How are you? Kendrick. Oh my God, y'all know what? The list is now long. All these, yeah. all these titles. I feel like I'm competing with like Dr. Wendy or like you know somebody yes. that got all these accolades. Like four degrees, on How are you? Exactly. I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I, I, I could not be better. We are being fed right now, and I am, I'm a yes. happy. I am a happy. It boy. is Thanksgiving season now. It is Thanksgiving season. So. What you said. And let me tell you we something. Got beans, <laughs> greens, potatoes. <laughs> All of that, okay? And we eat dressing around here, not stuffing, okay? Y'all <laughs> better get into it. Ooh, how, okay, look, people want the update. The last time you were here, you know, you told us you were about to, you know, you about to have a major life change, okay? You got a, a little uh -huh. one that, you know, one day they're going to be coming to you with a handout. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I have a new nephew. Um, I am yes. officially a gunkle. Like that is, there you go. I thank my sister and her husband for bestowing me this honor. Um, honestly and truthfully, there's nothing like it. I love this little boy so much already. And my sister and her husband, they just have such a beautiful little family. And yeah, mm -hmm. so yeah, we welcome new life into the family. So yeah, thank you so much for asking and, you know, talking about it. It's, it's been great. Honestly and truthfully, getting like the little daily pictures, y'all, it's it's great. Yes. I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> there you go. Because I listen, listen, we we in the best spot you can be. Okay, we can keep the kids, and then we can give them back. Okay, we can go on about our regular right. schedule program. We can get the hugs yeah. and kisses, and then you know mm -hmm. we can we can go on about our it's, day. You know, it's it's like a rent a child. You know, it's like I go down and say <laughs> I fly in, I bestow yes. the gifts. I hold yes. the child, but then I give him back to my sister and her husband, and I'm back on my way on a plane. Yeah, no, it's, yes. it's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, you know, Rent-A-Center, if they come knocking at your door, you're like, oh, Lord, I, I, I didn't pay that bill. But, you know, if the parents come back, you're like, huh, here you go. I, I, I had my three hours. It's on you. You got it. <laughs> Yes, yes, but it's so great. It's so great having a new little one in the family. I love it so much. It's, I, I, honestly and truthfully, it's making me want to have kids. Like, I literally, oh. it's, it's so great. You know, I mean, Ooh. hey, you know, you never know. But um, yeah, yes. it, it's been really, really great. I, I'm loving it so much. Good. Can I just point out, I love that every time you come here, you are always dressed appropriately, by the way. You always <laughs> on a shirt. You are representing. We always talk Marvel when you come here. And you always have some type of Marvel shirt on every time you come. You know, I, appreciate I am a Marvel nerd. I am a Marvel yes. nerd. What's funny is I have, I've had this Wakanda Forever shirt for a while. I got this mm. Wakanda Forever shirt back in 20, I want to say it was 2019 or maybe early 2020. Um, mm -hmm. Someone I used to work with, shout out to Sheena. Uh, she has a business hey called 410 to 407, uh, where she does like a lot of reverse tie-dye things. And I love it so much. Mm. And so she had this shirt. And of course, I had to get it. And to know that not anyone else is walking around with this shirt. Like, I love it. So I've had a Wakanda I know that's right. before it was even, you know, the title and everything was coming out. Like, I've had my shirt on lock for years. And yeah, I had to come correct. We were about to talk about all things Wakanda forever. So I had to represent. There you go. I See, look, let's just get into it because... We came here yes. to talk for oh. a specific reason. You know, we Ooh. had to talk about the things, you know, our inner. We have our, gathered. Yes. To do our, <laughs> our inner Iyanla, our inner Maya, everybody mm. came out for us to go see this movie. So listen, I have my right. my Black Panther Adidas shoes on both times that I went to see it this weekend. And All listen, right. I plan on going back again this weekend. Give me, you know how we, you, you know how we do this by now. Yep. Give me oh, your yeah. overall thoughts on the movie. I just need to know all your thoughts oh. about it. Okay, so 
Black Panther, the first one, when it came out, truly a great cultural moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a Marvel nerd. So yes, y'all know I know Housewives. Yes, I'm really good in pop culture. Mm -hmm. But Marvel is truly one of the fandoms that I grew up with, starting with the 90s X-Men series, as well as reading Spider-Man comic books. Um, It's always been a part of my life. And so when Black Panther 1 came out and to see that representation on screen and, and knowing that that was for us, you know? It was just mm-hmm. this amazing feeling. And then when we lost Chadwick, you know, rest in peace, it was really it was really hard as a fan, but also as a human too. Human first, like we lost somebody, you know, cancer and I've I've lost many loved ones to cancer. And so yes. it sucks, you know, and I and I really hope that they can find a cure. But um knowing how they were gonna move this forward as a fan, I was kind of in a place of like, how will they continue this? Right. And I'm gonna say on record. I was never a fan of the recast T'Challa. To be honest, like same that that I felt was just fandom, in a way, kind of being a little bit selfish. Like, while yes, I understand the importance of the character, you still have to remember that these are adaptations, so it's not going to be exactly what we saw in the comic book. And I think mm-hmm. the more comfortable we get with that understanding, the easier it will be. So coming into this film, I didn't know how they would move on and carry it without him, but baby, they did the thing. Um, I can I just say too, I never like I. It has always bothered me that there was Mm -hmm. even talk of like we they should definitely recast him and like all this stuff because you cannot convince nobody on this planet can convince me that after Iron Man one had Robert Downey Jr. died, y'all would have been talking about recast Iron Man. Nobody's going to convince Mm -hmm. me of that. No, y'all are just finding him so. We need to honor his wishes. He was an yep. icon. He was a legend. Mm-hmm. And what this felt like in this moment, honestly, what Cheryl Lee Ralph said was it made me feel like people view Chadwick as Black famous, you know? Yes. And in a term of like, if he really was this character for you all and it had this impact, I think you would be able to understand why it is hard to carry forth this character, this being without him being there and knowing that this is what he started. And realistically, his talent is so great, and I'm not going to knock any other actor, but you would have been mm-hmm. trying to step in some shoes that you knew you were already going to be criticized. So I think they were going to be damned if they did, damned if they didn't, and I like that they didn't. So I'm right there exactly. with you. I'm right there with you. Exactly. I'm sorry, yes. I cut you off. Tell me all your feelings. All your yeah, feelings. no. I enjoyed this film from all lanes and, and all lenses, from a representation lens from the costume design again to yes. the, the the film. Like everything about this film worked for me. Now I'm not gonna say it was perfect, right? I'm I'm nitpicking right. even when I say that. But right. this film <laughs> by far one of the best Marvel films and just a best a great film in general. Mm-hmm. Um the, the acting. Oh my gosh, the acting. Like yes. shout out to Angela Bassett. I'm not everybody, but I gotta go down the road. And yes. Bassett did the thing and that monologue Ooh. where she was reminding Okoye of all that she has given. Mm-hmm. I wasn't breathing in the theater, Kendra. My breath was held. I was like, because you know, it felt like one of those moments where you see your grandma checking somebody in the family and getting them together and you yes. interrupt and you want to save the person, but you know if you jump out there, you're going to get got to. So, like, that's what yes. it felt like for me. Um, it's one of them moments, you know, and, somebody will tell an older person in your family, uh, after all I did for you, you can't do like that. And they like, after all you did for me. All you did for me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. and it was, that scene was just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Just all of it. Uh, Letitia, oh my God. She is a phenomenal actress. Mm -hmm. Her embodying that journey and cycle of grief, like, and I remember people downplaying her before the movie was coming out. I remember people saying that she shouldn't be the Black Panther, but the way that they executed this was really well written and it was effective and it worked, but it took her really bringing Shuri back to life for us in this new life. And she exceeded very, very well. And mm-hmm. it just was all so beautiful to come together. Tanoch, Huerta, I, first yes. of all, Kendrick, I don't know about you. 
But if that man would have told me to burn down the world, I'd be like, baby, I brought the matches. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what else am I supposed to say? Like, I brought the matches. What are, what are we Period. doing? Period. You tell me what side we're doing first, and I will do I that, don't even right? swim that good, um, but I'm, I'm, I bet I get in some classes tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? Okay. I'm trying okay. to live in uh, Telecon. <laughs> Oh, listen, if I can breathe <laughs> on the water and have a nice little city wardrobe, I'll be all right. You know? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> listen, you would be protected well. But yeah, no, everyone showed up and did the thing. Deny as a Koye again. Really beautiful work. And I love her mm-hmm. clean beats, especially when they went to go get Riri, uh, played by Dominique Thorne, you mm-hmm. know, and the whole makeup line about like when she was trying to say her hair. But listen, Ashy. that right there. <laughs> Yes. We got that joke. I was like, oh, right. y'all were smart with that script. Y'all were smart with that script. But all around, high level, I just really enjoyed this film and what they did. Shout out to Ryan Coogler and creative team. I mean, to be able to come back to Black Panther without Chadwick and having mm-hmm. to honor him and having to carry forth this story and this legacy, knowing that the weight of it all is on you and being able to execute beyond expectations. I, I just have to give them their flowers and their props. It was so well done. It was so well done. And I think mm-hmm. this shows when given the right team, a sequel will be successful. Yes. Um, and not because not many movies are, even within the MCU, the only sequels that I've th- thoroughly enjoyed Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier. How about that? Great movie. Yes. Oh my goodness. Great movie. But she goes again, are far and few in between because Thor Dark World was not that strong of a film, right? <laughs> so, literally. So, like, <laughs> it, you, it, it shows the team, the team behind it. And I'm glad that they have this team. And like I said, overall, I'm just thankful because it gave us a way of giving us peace with Chadwick in some way, too while still being able to honor this next chapter. And it, mm-hmm. I, it was a great ride. It was, it was honestly a great ride. I'm going to see it again tomorrow. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm definitely going again this weekend. You know, I got my Fandango card locked and loaded. I'm ready to go to see mm-hmm. it. I don't care what the, you know what? I haven't seen it in 3D yet. So I'm like, maybe I'll go see it in 3D mm-hmm. this time, kind of switch it up a little bit. I'm excited. Normally that makes me a little dizzy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go in. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be dizzy for Ryan Coogler. Okay. I love mm-hmm. Everything I love this movie. Like this movie don't mm-hmm. owe me a damn thing. Everything from the acting to them stepping up the action to the yes. the dialogue to Namor being introduced or Namor, whichever oh. however one, because I l- absolutely love that retcon, by the way. That's we'll talk about oh, that in a minute. Yes. That oh, was yeah. a retcon, yes. Um, everything from I I love me some some Dominique Thorne now. I Everything about this movie, I was like, I was in. I know some people said that one of the biggest criticisms, like really the only criticism, because people haven't really said anything bad about this movie, really. You know, they've all just kind of, I think everyone's so shocked that like without Chadwick, it could be that enjoyable. And it really was. Mm -hmm. I think the Mm -hmm. only thing that people have been saying is that they should have cut what they say, 20 minutes from this movie and gave 10 to Doctor Strange and 10 to Thor is what I've been hearing. Oh, and I'm oh, like, child. You know? I mean, I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I get, you know what? I'll give them that. I will, you know, right. I'll, I'll ride with that too. Right. Because, yeah, yeah if this movie did get a lot of great reviews and I mean, I, like I said, nothing is perfect and we're going to get into it, but I feel like this was a job well done. I think that yes. this was showing us a really great job well done. And it just was so beautiful all around. Like, mm-hmm. I, it just felt good to be in the theater again, going back to Wakanda that we've missed so much. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's how great of an impact Black Panther 1 had. So like when you knew you were back in it, it just felt good to be home. It felt like home in a, in a movie experience, you know? Yes. It's like when people talk about uh black people talk about going to Africa for the first time, how you just you've never been there, but you just feel like you you feel mm-hmm. a connection to it. And that's what it is. Like Marvel, like you know, we love all of our, our movies. We love our uh, our Captain Americas and our you know our Avenger movie. We love all of that, but you know, it it's something about returning to Wakanda that just I don't know, it, right. it warms the heart a little bit. You know, it just does it for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh let me ask you, I, I almost feel like it's unfair 
to compare the first one to the second one because I know that you know a lot of the the things that people were saying was that uh in the first one you know we obviously we had uh Chadwick Boseman there for us and then in the second one we didn't so it was it almost feels to me like you could almost make this like a, a kill bill one and two where you kind of just, mm. I, I almost just view them instead of volume one, volume two, I just view them as kill bill in a way. Right. So I, you know. Yeah. I think that's a valid point. I mean, we just get so used to having to compare everything and I don't think that we have to. Um, I, I think there are sometimes that we can just look at projects solo that are still related and Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda Forever are two very different films. And I think they also had to serve two very different purposes. Black yes. Panther had to really thrust this character that we were introduced to in Civil War to the forefront and really give us a deeper dive into who he was, right? Mm-hmm. So that film operated much more of what an Iron Man was supposed to operate, like which was a Thor or Captain America, you know, the first Avenger. It was yeah. the first film so the first four right into everything a sequel's job is to elevate that world to elevate the story and the world building while still being able to stand on its own and i think that's what this film did and i think mm-hmm. that the recipe for both while familiar are still separate um you know chadwick i do believe carried the first film but it was the women who carried this film beautifully yes, yes you know to was amazing he also carried it in some way but the women really had to step up in somewhat of the space that Chadwick left and they all held it so well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it just felt good seeing them being able to do that, you know, and just really execute it. Yeah, absolutely. Everything about, cause I felt like that the, the uh, Dora Milaje and, uh, you know, Nakia and Shuri and uh, Ramonda, they were all like, you know, Chadwick was a star of the first one, but they were all such mm-hmm. like, you can't even call them ancillary characters. They were literally like the perfect supporting cast around him to really elevate this right. movie. And when you have like kind of going outside of the actual movie, when you have that caliber of actresses in one film where you have Angela Bassett, Letitia Wright, Denai Guerra, mm-hmm. all of them in Lupita, Oscar winner, all of them in one setting, it's almost like you you don't have to worry in the sense of can they tell this story. I think more people are concerned about what is this like how are we going to actually do this going forward without the person that it's named after, which is valid, but I think this movie should have quelled all of that. Like I don't think there should be any question oh, yeah. about part 3 at all. I wonder No. Yeah, I like I know we're getting that uh at some point, you know, we've been hearing all those rumors that, you know, Ryan Coogler's developing a Disney Plus show. And I know he's helping out on Ironheart, too. But, like, I think there's supposed to be a Wakanda-centric yeah, uh, Disney Plus show. Yeah, there's supposed to be a Wakanda show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hadn't been announced yet. So, after seeing this movie, I'm thinking, I don't know if we're getting, like, a Midnight Angel movie, like show or if it's going to be, maybe. you know, because anything Dora, Dora Milaje related, I'm here for. That's the okay. main reason I rewatched episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier like I do, because okay. when they came to tear John up. ass up, yes. Okay. <laughs> My girl. Jurisdiction I, is wherever they want it to be. Okay. Hello. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I do think that they are still developing that show for Disney Plus. And I think it was more about just Wakanda, which would be great to continue to go back into Wakanda and see what goes on there. Because I'm sure like mm-hmm. there's like some street level things that are happening within Wakanda. Like as much as we would like to think all Wakandans are great, I'm sure that there's some people just as well in the, within the walls of Wakanda, like how we get our come up, you know, like right. <laughs> that happens everywhere. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm excited to see, because again, this creative team, I trust in them and I, and I feel like they're able to execute it so well. And, and elevate this so well, like whatever they want to do next, I'm here for it. But it does, I think, resurge confidence into Black Panther in this franchise. Mm -hmm. And I'm now wondering where Shuri as a Black Panther will fit into like the crossover moments, like where the Midnight Angels are going to cross. You know, that's now my greater question because we know, you know, Secret Wars is coming up. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see where this all plays out into the grander scheme of things. Uh, that you know what that's one of the things i've been wondering a lot too because wakanda really doesn't 
get in the mix in the other movies. Like we've seen them like in Infinity War where they needed to, right. they literally needed to use Wakanda to, you know, right. help defeat Thanos. But other than that, we don't see them really mixing it up too much. So it almost kind of seems like they're their own little isolated kind of universe on their own. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how they end up connecting with the grand scheme of things like and who's going to connect is it going to be just shuri is it going to be the dora milaje in the future is it going to be uh mbaku you know going out and helping some like you Mm -hmm. really don't know but i'm also curious i wonder if this disney plus show is going to introduce us to people that we haven't seen before like a whole new set of you know some maybe like you know we have that whole uh i forgot what they're called but the male army that's not the dora milaje in wakanda like them and um, i'm wondering what was their name I know I forget everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of their name. Uh, hold on, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. I'm like, what is their name? Because uh, they're are you talking about from like, in, especially within the first film, right? Yeah, um, that Daniel Kalu uh, was not on. The, not not the Jabari tribe because the Jabari tribe is Mbaku. Mm-hmm. Um, They'll I'm be good to too. Think though. <laughs> of what their name was? Uh, listen, okay, <laughs> it'll pop up in my head. Watch how this do. Watch how this. Right. Do. Like, what was the name of that? Um, right or even like some other scientists was it the border tribe maybe maybe in the border tribe okay let's see yeah we got to see that they're just i'm gonna don't think about it i'm gonna marinate on that for a second okay listen because this movie like my head is now because i haven't thought about black panther one in a very long so i'm trying to like go Mm -hmm. back but go ahead (laughs) yeah that's uh, so it makes me think like uh well, one, they just justify that we can't think of them. They need to, you know, give us a little more Wakanda. Like, give us all, because uh-huh. anything Wakanda-related, they'll give me all take. But also, like, I wonder, like, you know, I, I got to imagine, like, you know, they're breeding some of the smartest people on the planet. Oh, yeah. So, like, I there's got to be some menacing things going on in Wakanda. And whenever y'all ready oh, to show you know us, it has to be. <laughs> I'm has ready to, to see it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about namor like i know like how did you like him mm. as the vi- the quote-unquote villain of this movie did you like the kind of retconning or the changing of the character from the comics to live action and are you looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing more of him like being a mutant in future projects or just him as a character like talk to me about namor Ooh, okay, so <laughs> I'm a I, I don't think Namor Namor excuse me as, as they refer to him as the right. which I love Namor mm-hmm. I don't think he's a villain I think Same. what we're learning with this phase again mm-hmm. the complexities of these people that we're watching look at Wanda is Wanda technically a villain like Wanda did right. a lot of stuff but like is she a villain like granted mm-hmm. what she went through and she's now having like a a, a psychological break right like. Um, when I think about Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. I could argue that Thanos really was trying to help out everybody. He was like, we're draining the universe and mm-hmm. you know, of all his resources. Like, let's just go ahead and slice us in half. That way we can continue to live on. So I think what this phase for me has really done is really like opened up my eyes. Um, and granted, I, I, I was kind of hip to it already, but it furthermore opened me up to understanding how complex uh, people and, and, and beings are. Mm-hmm. And so with Namor, I don't really think he was a villain. I think that he's been around for a very long time mm-hmm. and he knows how humans are. So he was without the fluff. He was very straight to the point because he mm-hmm. saw how they were enslaving people. And while in the film, we always saw him come up to the surface once, that doesn't mean he hasn't come up to the surface many other times, right? We saw them right. take care of that, that squad in the beginning of the film. We saw how mm-hmm. he popped up in Wakanda. So that lets me know he's been popping up all around seeing what's going on. And so just like Wakanda is the secret empire, so is Telecon. And I think mm-hmm. that he was wise enough to know to keep it a secret for a reason. When people start finding things out, they want these resources for themselves and not in the best way. And so... Yep. I loved the, his portrayal. I understood why he was the way that he was. And I think Tenoch to, to played him very, very well. I mean, he went from charming to almost sinister in a moment. Like, mm-hmm. to be able to convey that, that takes really great skill. And so um, kudos to Tenoch because I think he did an amazing job portraying Namor. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. And yes. knowing how Namor plays into the Fantastic Four storyline down the road, too. I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. So, Reed I, Richards, I, I you really better watch your no girl. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Steel, girl. Okay. Because yeah, it 
yeah, he he did, was portrayed very well, and he looked mm-hmm. great in his outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that part, <laughs> I, exactly. I I loved it. I I think that for Aquaman to come out first for DC, I think every change that they made like completely mm-hmm. kind of separated the two for me because I think a lot of people would have gone oh, into yeah. this ready to compare but now i feel like there's no compare like they're literally two they're so separate entirely yeah. different characters it was a really great i love how they changed it mm-hmm. um because i feel and i think i read in the interview with ryan coogler they talk about the oversaturation of using atlantis and its ties to grecian culture and like not mm-hmm. being able to execute that well and like here it is another iteration and so it was nice because this was another way for representation to get in this film and the way they went about it so beautifully it felt organic it felt natural and again it all made sense and it mm-hmm. and allowed for us to expand always falling on the quote-unquote default with certain things and i think this is a way for us to continue to open up representation and like i said it all made sense so i don't want to hear anyone saying it was forced like none of it was forced it all of it. made sense yep i 100 percent agree everything from I think my favorite part about it, because I don't, I I love the uh, Namor action scenes, like those little wings, you know, because it was gonna be hard mm-hmm. for them to make those, me take those wings seriously in live action. Like I'm used to him in the comics, but I'm so ready to see him in action again. Him flying around like a hummingbird, fucking shit up in the air. Like I loved all of that. Okay. But his backstory was probably one of the most compelling, and like this is like completely new, so they have to like build this up themselves just specifically to kind of mm-hmm. separate it from Aquaman and Atlantis. And the way they did this, that whole a child with no love, and that's how I got my name. Ooh. I mean, wow. Perfect. Mm. Perfect. Mm. I couldn't have asked for better. Good job, right. Ryan, as usual. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan Coogler really, really, I feel, stepped up the action from the first one. Because I feel like, you know, we have to really kind of nitpick both of these movies just because they're so high quality I feel and so I think my only like nitpick criticism of the first one is that I wish it was more action throughout the movie Mm -hmm. because it is you know I'm like well it is a Marvel movie so I could I could do some more action but I feel like this one every time we got it it was it delivered perfectly and we got different types of action like from that one-on-one fight with uh Okoye and uh oh I forget the character's name but from uh Talakan when they had their big fight to the big fight at the end with, uh, you know, where if y'all obviously spoiler warning, but I'm sure y'all have seen it by now, but <laughs> or listen to all of this by now. But uh, when, you know, the, when Namor comes and attacks uh, Wakanda and Queen Ramonda, you know, dies because of that, that whole like all of that was just so perfectly done. And I feel like mm-hmm. they really Ryan Cooper does a great job of like staying true to how he wants to make a movie, but also like kind of taking in any kind of right. criticism, the the valid criticism, because not the bullshit. Don't right. take in the bullshit, but he's good at taking yeah. valid criticism and then perfecting on it. So I feel like, did you feel like there was a good, in this one, a good balance of action and storytelling? I did. I did. And you were referring to uh, Atuma and um, Atuma, yes. when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Namora. So, I was like, who's yes, the other one? I, yeah. Uh, Namora was a bad chick too. I, yes. You know, she was with that. Um, <laughs> I felt like they did step up the the, um, the action a lot in this film. I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back on the first film and we had like the action, quote unquote, where they rescue the women and we get first introduced to Nakia and like some of mm-hmm. Killmonger scenes. Whatever it wasn't like action. So it wasn't until like Toward the end, right? Mm-hmm. So with this, I do agree. I mean, it was great with how we started the film, right? Like the mm-hmm. the people breaking in, the, the French people breaking in to try to get the um, vibranium, and just seeing like that whole scene with the Dora Milaje, and like it just took off from there. And I even enjoyed a Koye scene with um, Riri and Shuri. Um, you know, when they're fleeing, and that was also a fun scene too, because we see Riri's Ironheart suit. Uh, for the first time and mm-hmm. it was amazing to see that finally on film and like uh it was really cool that all of that but yeah, I do agree I think the action was stepped up a lot and I was even curious about how they were going to portray the battle between Shuri and uh Namor and so that was on my brain but I'm glad they did it the way they did it that did it perfectly I all I echo all of that I think it was balanced 
so well. And I feel like what he does really well too, that uh, I think that's why we were really kind of longing for more action scene after the first one, after the first movie was because that whole, like, I forgot where they were, but uh, when they went to the casino, the underground casino, and then that, oh, yeah. that fight, and then went into the car chase scene, that was such a perfect, like Mar- one of the my better Marvel moments. Like that one, I always put up with certain moments. Like that one, the uh, Winter Soldier elevator fight, the uh, Ooh, yeah. Sam, the, well, not Sam, uh, the Nick Fury car chase scene with the all the police trying to. Oh, and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. yes. That, if you can't tell, that's my favorite. That's still my favorite. I just love that movie. <laughs> Captain America: Winter Soldier is my my. I can watch that movie. I don't know how many times, but he did it perfectly to where he was like, you know what, y'all like car scenes. I'm giving y'all another one. He gave us this perfect with three. We got a motorcycle. We got a car uh, that was driving itself at first. Then she took over the wheel, got some vibranium right. spear action, got Riri in the suit for the first time. All of that was, and I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad we kind of got an established Ironheart in a way, still origin-esque, but like more right. established. So we didn't have to like pull focus and then try to kind of shoehorn her origin right. story into this too. I feel like they they got her at the perfect moment. And now obviously I agree. Yeah, let's learn more about her in her show because um, you know, now I'm elated for that. Like give me that tomorrow. I'm ready for that show next week because oh, yeah. it's way too long until Secret Wars or Secret Invasion. <laughs> right. And I think too, you make a great point. The way that they introduced her was perfect. It was just enough origin to where, all right, we got it. She's a genius, right? She mm-hmm. built the the vibranium finder, right? So there is no question as to how she could build this suit. That seems mediocre, right? So Mm -hmm. it was great how they brought her in and it still leaves room for her show for Disney Plus because I do think within that show, we'll get the flashbacks, right? To fill in the gaps of like Mm -hmm. how we got to the point where we got to and then after. Um, Because I do believe Ironheart serves as like a direct sequel to Wakanda Forever. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that we will see Shuri pop up. I hope so. I hope that I know that people are, are like expecting this kind of uh, maybe AI Tony Stark to be her mentor or something like that. I really hope that they continue with this Shuri and uh, Shuri and Riri kind of relationship because I feel like that would be more powerful to me to see Shuri now who has lost kind of a lot of stuff and is putting back the pieces to be still be able to offer someone else so much like mentorship and hope like going forward. And plus she's not that much older than her. So I'm sure they can relate a right. lot more than you know they think they can so i really hope they keep oh, going absolutely. down that path but yeah. i'm ready for ironheart now like they 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 Dang. sold me i'm I'm ready you know it, my, you know uh, i was gonna <laughs> say my theory is shuri popping up in the show mm-hmm. um i think i think we'll get shuri giving riri her suit you know how like on the show like there's that moment where the hero gets their costume right yep. <laughs> i think that's where shuri will pop back in because i with knowing mm. how they couldn't send her back with the suit, we'll probably get her building another suit, and mm-hmm. then it probably will get destroyed at some point, you know, leading the character on their journey to question it all, and then here mm-hmm. comes Shuri with this, you know, so we'll see, but that's that's what I think will happen. I love that. That's I, I'm all about that. You know, they gave uh, Sam Wilson his little majorette costume in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Like, we love a vibration. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot piece of with you. Jackson State, you know, we love that, though. <laughs> Doing a little dance thing. He was getting yes, Throwing we sand. Love that. Doing sand battles. <laughs> uh, justice for our good sis, Okoye. Like, I hate that after that like mm. one of the dopest MCU battles like straight hand to hand battle we get this gut wrenching scene of her literally losing everything she's already uh oh. you know giving up her husband for Wakanda and now she's had you know she's wasn't able to protect the king as she says and now this but i love that we get like some some redemption and a little bit of mystery mm-hmm. with her story too cuz now i feel like okay this would be the perfect avenue for this wakanda show like if they want to focus on her and whoever else now we got a lot of questions because now i want to know what she about to do uh will she try to become general again is she cool with being a midnight angel uh what's up with daniel kalua is that gonna be a husband again like i need to know all of this like, right i'm now i'm yearning for some more uh okoya how did you feel about that particular uh subplot of the story I enjoyed it. I think that it allowed for more growth for not only her character, but it allowed for Io, one of the other, like, Lee Dormelaje, to finally have some 
finally have like a moment to shine a bit more because now she's general over the door melange. So like mm-hmm. that was a nice positive that came out of that. Um, it was great to give her a journey throughout the story as well because we were watching grief as it impacted everyone, right? So we see mm-hmm. Shuri at the forefront, Ram- Queen Ramonda, Nakia, and then of course, Okoye, right? And so mm-hmm. it was nice to see them all on their journeys of grief and how it manifested and what they were feeling and the realities of it all. And that's why I said, I love the writing of the film because the fact that they were able to bring back the the point of, you know, her husband from the first film also betrayed, you know, Wakanda to Killmonger, you know, mm-hmm. the Dormelage aligned themselves with Killmonger, do, quote unquote, you know, because of duties. And it was, it was great to see that they brought all those points back to say, wow, okay, this is still all connected. They haven't forgotten about that. And it's mm-hmm. good to see that in these moments of grief, sometimes we say some things and, and we do things that we may or may not want to do, but we're just running off emotion. And I think Queen Ramonda, this whole movie is running off emotion mm-hmm. and with the Koye like I felt bad she got stripped down but I do think it helps her grow in other ways and allow her to be more open to change right we see her take on the midnight angel suit although at first mm-hmm. initially she didn't want to but then you see that she enjoys it right mm-hmm. um the scene that got me the most with her outside of the stripping of the um her honors was the battle between her and Atuma the first battle yes and it was with when he broke, excuse me, when he dislocated her arm, Oof. and she had to put that back in place, I was like, it just, you felt it. So Oof. knowing how badass Akoya is as a warrior, right, to know mm-hmm. that that was a challenge for her, we knew we were in for a bumpy ride, but I, I love how it turned out in the end. I love how it turned out in the end, and that she was the one who rescued Ross, so that was great. Yes, I love all that. Uh, before we get to kind of uh, just kind of talk about the criticism, I want to ask the big reveal after the crit. Now, I see I, I stayed strong throughout mm. most of the movie. I was like, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. But mm-hmm. when we got to that reveal at the end, that broke me. What do you feel about baby T'Challa? Like, do you think you what did you first? What did you think emotionally about this moment? But then, where do you think we'll see this character again? Do you think there's a way for him to be like a young Avenger, or do you think? Maybe mm. there's another uh, what galaxy or multiverse where he's king of Wakanda. Like, what do you think goes on his character? Yeah. Um, first of all, that reveal was sweet. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great, sweet reveal. And it all made sense. Like, the timeline mm-hmm. of it all, essentially, she was pregnant before the snap happened. You know, she yep. raised them during the five years. Like, it's now a year late. So it all made sense of how they explained it and how they, how they wrote it into the script so beautifully. And that child actor, he was... He was so cute, uh, just grinning and grinning. And, <laughs> yes. You know. um, but I, I really enjoyed that. I felt like it was a nice closing of the chapter, right? Of mm-hmm. With death does come new life. You know, you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful to know that Queen Ramonda did get to meet him before she passed. Like, I did enjoy that part. And they even allude to it where before Namor attacked, um, you hear her say, you know, Shuri, there's something about your brother and then mm-hmm. she doesn't get to finish it. So it was nice that they made everything make sense. And, you know, I like this storyline because originally we know that Storm gets with T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. So while we don't have Storm yet, I do appreciate this take on this story because I think this then allows Storm to really get to shine in the X-Men um, yes. Not saying that she doesn't shine with the X-Men, but I think it allows for that world to really build without having to lean on the other properties for support, right? Mm-hmm. Because let's be real, this is a fandom that's going to say, oh, Black Panther is boosting up, you know, the X-Men because Storm is over there with T'Challa and everyone mm-hmm. loves Wakanda, therefore everyone automatically loves this. You know how the fandom can get, right? Yeah. these diverse properties. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm kind of glad because it allows Storm to really have a great origin and, and a storyline without T'Challa. Now, they could go about the route of, you know, Prince T'Challa, um, our new prince. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, being replaced from a variant of himself from, you know, another part of the multiverse or something, right? Because we know with this Kang saga, or excuse me, the multiverse saga, mm-hmm. truly, things are a little bit weird, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
if they wanted to go that route of having another adult male Black Panther, I could see them pulling that down the road. I don't know how immediate they'll do that because I do think Shuri will be able to be in this lane for a bit. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they set the cards up on the table very smartly with that. So I did enjoy that. And I like that there was no after credit scene. Like I was good with the mid credit. Um, yes. After credits, I'm like, you know, this is already too much. Which y'all were going to leave us on a cliffhanger with now. You know, so right. it's nice that this got to be on its own. That's actually the perfect kind of segue into our criticisms. Because my fear mm-hmm. was that when we got that mid credit scene, I was afraid. I was like, okay, this is the perfect way to end not just this movie, but to end phase four. Let's start phase mm-hmm. five fresh and just get into the things. I was nervous that we were going to get uh, a Valentina de la Fontaine kind of uh, Thunderbolt-esque uh you know, post credit scene. Like, I didn't want that. I'm I, I, obviously right. I want that movie, but like, I didn't want it here. I felt like, as much as I love, because I love Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus as Valentina, love Agent Ross. That was probably the one, if I had to like nitpick again, that was the one kind of thread in this movie where you could kind of tell, mm. like, okay, this is because we need to connect Wakanda to other. MCU stuff and it was a little more right. apparent than it needed to be but even then like I I love the you know like them as characters I love the twist that they were married like that was good because I oh yeah I didn't know if they was gonna try to put her with Nick Fury at some point because you know that's how they are in the comics so right I didn't know how that was gonna work but I think this is a much better way to connect her character with other people in the Marvel universe so I like that but I think that one line that one kind of thread is where my criticism lies if I had to pick something because I just feel like you know we we know obviously my whole thing was that Wakanda forever didn't necessarily because it was a tribute because it was reestablishing uh these characters for us and doing all this I think this could have been the one time you got away with not connecting it to any of the other 30 whatever movies and however many tv shows like it could have just been purely its own thing but i kind of felt like okay that's why that's there that's why they're kind of you know here and doing whatever they kind of you know we got to kind of remember the thunderbolts are coming yeah i felt more so that it was that i felt like Mm -hmm. so we know that there are disney plus shows but i don't think everyone is watching the disney plus shows right and so i think Mm -hmm. there has to be a way to make it also make sense so we know that she first showed up in captain america excuse me falcon and winter soldier Mm-hmm. Um, recruiting, you know, uh, essentially U.S. agent. So it was interesting to see how she is carried throughout, right? So we got her at the end of Black Widow recruiting Elena, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we then, you know, so the way she's being positioned, I think they did it to kind of show us, like, while Wakanda is still trying to be isolated from the world, to your point, the world is still aware of Wakanda and where does it take us? And so my question is, will they subplot of you know um thunderbolts be uh, retrieving vibranium and if so do i think they're going to go to wakanda probably not i think they might go back to the ocean and i think that's what's going to finally lead lead namor to come out right Um, because i think then wakanda will help them um or you know protect and all of that so i do agree my my area of critique came from two points one being this i felt like while I enjoyed the twist of Ross and her being married, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like, what I didn't like was if you were married to her, you would have known the type of person she was. I felt like, I felt like that was kind of like mm-hmm. why he was kind of like thrown that she would want to steal from, you know, Wakanda. Remember? Cause she was like, you know, it's what I dream of. I'm like, Mm-hmm. He knew who she was so why one would you think that she didn't bug the beads which that was already interesting i was like right okay i'll accept it for the purpose of the story but it was like you really thought they didn't see those beads there like that they were just there they did a crime scene scene sweep, right. and it just felt also very like oh you all of a sudden have this new girlfriend you gotta go and like that doesn't sound like a cell phone ringing it just felt like while i understand why they incorporated it there was a way that they could have executed that i feel like a bit better yeah um you know really like i don't think she needed to be in it as much i don't think you know ross he did serve a a purpose Mm -hmm. um but maybe they did it to show how powerful she is truly like you know so 
who knows, but I do agree. I felt like that was a moment of opportunity for me that I, that I felt within the film. And then when it came to the pacing, there was a moment that I felt it kind of got a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right after Shuri gets rescued, right? We see um, the woman from Talokan dying, right? And Shuri's like, give me your beads, like, give me your beads, like, this isn't going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. that urgency that we knew because he just told Ramonda, like, if I see any Wakandan ship, like, so we knew where it was headed. So it kind of heightened, like, what we were feeling. Well, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, it's urgent, it's urgent. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't mind their um, reunion between Queen Ramonda and Shuri being what it was. I thought that moment was needed. But it felt when we got back to Wakanda, it was a little bit lax, right? Like, yeah. Nakia has time to go down to the water market to find a Koye. Like, it just felt like it, it got a little slow for no reason to kind of mm-hmm. let certain things happen. Where I think where I much would have preferred was like Shuri being like, we need to get back to Wakanda now. Like he's not playing. And like, as we see them approaching, like, sh- you know, shit popping off. Um, right. And then in those moments, we could see Nakia and Okoye reunite as they're saving people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when did you get back? Oh my goodness. And then of course, after the battle and all that transpired, right? Mm-hmm. They really didn't have that breakdown moment together. And I think, I don't know. I just felt like that moment, the pacing was just a little bit weird for me to let that happen. Because yeah. if you're telling us that this man means war, he ain't waiting. Like that, that, that was urgent, right? He got back right. and was like, we out. Like, you know, it just felt really, that was the only area of, of opportunity that I had for the film was like, the pacing, once it got going, it was going, but I felt that moment kind of slowed it down for a bit that it didn't need to slow down. And that could have been the 10 minutes they gave to Dr. Strange. So I got you. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Oh, boy. I See, it's almost hard to talk about criticism, too, because I really don't have too much. I don't know if it's because... Right. I don't know. What have been... Just kind of a, a way of wrapping up the conversation. What have been kind of your favorite or your standout projects of Phase 4? Because, you know, Phase 4 has gotten a lot of criticism from, well, you know, everything. There's a Ooh. certain subsect on the internet that gets a lot of criticism for everything. So, Listen. but what, <laughs> what's been kind of your standout stuff of the past two years? All right. So, standout stuff for me, Dong mm-hmm. Chi. Absolutely. Um, that... That was great. I was mm-hmm. glad that we got Shang-Chi. I, I really feel like, you know, what Black Panther did for us, Shang-Chi really did something for other communities who needed to be seen on screen. And like, yes. knowing the joy that we had with Black Panther, it was great that Shang-Chi got to do that. But also that story and that world building was just beautiful. And like, mm-hmm. going um, to Taolo and like, all of that stuff. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I also have to shout out Eternals. I know a lot of people didn't like Eternals. I actually loved Eternals. I thought it was very different as a Marvel film. I think yes. as fans, sometimes it's easy to get so used to the the stereotypical formula of like this is the hero. They get the their Russo power. brother. The yeah. <laughs> you know, it felt nice to have a different origin story that still made sense and it was really different. Um, you know, but I understand like not everyone likes everything and that's fine, but I really love Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, fun ride, but of course I have to shout it all the way back. Wandavision, um, yes, Wandavision. Whew. Um, yeah, still my number one. That is what got me excited. <laughs> that is what got me excited for the face. To be honest, with mm-hmm. Wandavision and how they nailed that, and like keeping the mystery of it all, and like that slow burn of the unravel, and then what we got leading us into Multiverse of Madness. I think that they did a really great job with that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, shout out my girl, She-Hulk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She-Hulk was great. Um, mm-hmm. I really feel that show also tackled things that need to be tackled, especially top fandom. I yes. thought that was great. And I love how they broke the fourth wall. I, I'm, I'm loving that because remembering of what we're in now in the multiverse saga, I'm wondering if the Watcher is going to pop out again, right? From what right. else. Right. Um, and and if they do, it should be Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> okay, let's yes. let that man appear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all in all, I've really enjoyed a lot from this phase. I, I mean, there were some things I didn't Same. care for as much. Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I felt could have been a little bit better. I know that yeah. people love Spider-Man No Way Home, and I do think that that was a, a really fun and entertaining film. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel that film wrote a lot off on nostalgia. Um, yeah. 
because overall there were even moments in that film where I was like, mm, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, Miss Marvel, I loved. Uh, I'm so ready to see her in the Marvels. Same. Um, because, listen, Kamala, listen, I, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. I'm here. Um, but it was a great, I feel like this has been a great phase overall, but I will mm-hmm. say if I had to pick a top three, Okay. Treat this like top model. All right. Okay. (laughs) Between, should I do movies and shows together, or should I just do like them separate? Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do do them together, so you gotta really pick your favorites. I could do that. I can. Okay. I can do that. All right. (laughs) My top three are Wandavision. Okay. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Shang Chi. That listen, that's a solid ass. T- it, it might, you know what? It might be my top three too. Because I, I won't shut up about WandaVision or Shang-Chi. Like both of those are just my my jam. Mm-hmm. And now that this movie is out too, I'm pretty sure it's in my top three as well. The yeah. stuff that I, I agree with almost everything you said too because like I I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier really could have been a movie like I don't know why it needed mm-hmm. to be a TV show I get it yeah. like it was it was great as a TV show like, I still wanted the Dora Milaje to make their appearance and stuff but like I felt like the level of action that was in it like that first episode and stuff that would look great on the big screen like that should have right. really been like a two and a half hour movie that would have killed it um, right I the thing that like I really that might shock the people that I like really, really, really enjoyed. Miss Marvel really shocked me. It was like I like I knew I was gonna like it because I love the character and mm-hmm. they got the casting perfectly. But watching it week to week, I was just like, man, everything about this is just so like they were really fleshing everything out. And I love that uh they made sure to highlight the culture as much as they did the character. It was oh just oh my goodness, it was, it was so perfect. Beautiful. It was all, and it got me so, like, I was already excited because, like, I'm a Carol Danvers fan. I like Carol Danvers, so. Oh, me too. Yes. I was, I'm, so I, I was already ready for the Marvels, and plus we got our girl, uh, you know, Tiana Paris in there Tiana. as oh, Monica yeah. Rambo. so I was already excited, but, like, after Miss Marvel, I was like, okay, that's gonna be my movie of the summer. Like, I'm ready for that. That's the one I'm excited for, for what is next year? 2023? 2023? I can't I think even remember the year. Right? I think it's next July. I think so, yeah. Because it's not too far off from, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is before that one, and then Ant-Man is before that one. Yeah, so. I think Guardians is May, Ant-Man mm-hmm. is February, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I think we that's get secret. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to Secret Invasion, but we don't still don't have a date for that, but I'm thinking it's going to be between uh, Ant-Man and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Guardians. Oh, we're hoping. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Right. But I agree with you. That, that was a good top three. I think I. I think I'm gonna have to think about you know, it. But... I be. I be knowing my stuff. I be. You do. Know, really you trying. do. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, as always, thank you for coming here and gabbing with me about all the stuff that you know. I just like to talk about. I just like to rant sometimes. Oh, yes. I like to hear you your takes on everything because they're always good takes. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can support you. Tell them everything. Oh my goodness. So of course, as always, the Instagram is at be good, B dot D-O-D-E. Mm-hmm. Website is brandongoodrights.com. Right now it's down for a refer, but should be up uh, next week, uh, brandongoodrights.com. Um, but I do respond on there and as well as on the Instagram. So give me a shout. Um, I'm always available. But yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kendrick. As always, it is a pleasure. It is a joy. I love that we could talk about Housewives and Marvel. Yes. You know, and so, yes, I'm loving it all. So thank you so much for having me back on here. Absolutely. And if y'all don't go over there for nothing else, go over to the Instagram for the fashions, okay? Because he, pull, he oh, pulls it out for you, okay? And don't don't let it listen. be summertime. He's going to put them thighs out on y'all. Y'all better be ready for oh. it, okay? <laughs> Kendrick, don't be telling all my business out here in these streets. <laughs> oh my God, y'all. I've been Kendrick. That's been Brandon. And we'll see ya. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat 
why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Elgin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.